This is Indie Business Podcast, episode 58. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I'm your host, mentor and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com and the hostess of the Indie Cruise Retreat and the Maker Mastermind Experience. My goal is to help you build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. On this episode, I'll introduce you to Lisa Wynn Salvatore of Purely Lisa in Greenwich, Connecticut. Inspired by her mother, Lisa began her entrepreneurial journey with an insatiable curiosity about all things natural. She has nine certifications in the natural arts arena, and her Connecticut-based offices provide in-person services to help women be healthy from the inside out. Lisa's product business is a natural deodorant, which, as you'll hear, has been certified by the Clemson University Organic Certification Program. You'll learn all about that and more in this episode, which is also filled with Lisa's tips to help you be more successful on your entrepreneurial journey. You can find an outline with resource links and show notes for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 58. We'll talk with Lisa in a minute, but first I want to tell you about Maker Mastermind Live, my two-day live event coming up in Nashville in November. If you're a maker with an emerging business, basically you're early in your business, or you have an idea for a business, but you need help getting things off the ground, then this event is for you. I'll introduce my four-part Indie Method framework, and you will have a chance to work with like-minded business owners to replace all of your general ideas with execution strategies and benchmarks and timetables so you can ensure forward motion. You'll also enjoy business critiques, collaborative idea sharing, and a chance to attend my mastermind dinner and get your own mini headshot photo session with a Nashville photographer. The early bird expires soon. Register today at MakerMastermindLive.com. And now let's talk with Lisa Wynn Salvatore. Welcome, Lisa Wynn Salvatore from Purely Lisa and Pure Pits in Greenwich, Connecticut. Welcome to the Indie Business Podcast, Lisa. Good morning, Donna. So happy to be on here with you. So, Lisa, you have such an amazing um, panoply of different sorts of things that bring us here today to share your story. Um, And we have so many things to share. I want to first introduce everyone to you by way of your amazing background in like the alternative health, natural sort of care industries. Can you bring us up to date? Because you have quite a history in this, in this modality. Sure, sure. I'm happy to. And, and thank you. I started in this field when I was uh, 16 years old and I'm 59 now. And uh, I was raised by a, a beautiful mother who was a runway fashion model and designer and just gorgeous. So really teaching us all in my family, family of five, about health and wellness, and we always had great food to eat. But more importantly, we talked about, too, how did we treat our bodies inside and out? So with that in mind, at a very early age, I started into the cosmetic industry and skincare. And then from there, I became a licensed esthetician. And then from the aesthetic field, I went into 
massage therapy and allied health science that I studied in New York. So I'm certified in all these different arenas here. And then from there, I went into nutrition and studied at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and allied health science there too, along with the Columbia University program. And then from there, I went into meditation and became a certified meditation teacher. And I'm also doing the work of Dr. Jean Houston with meditation and different states of consciousness. So I think all of that really gave me this great ability to look at the person as a whole and how I was treating people with my aesthetics, as well as something I did called physiognomy. So I could look at a facial skin and see what's happening on the exterior of the skin and also be able to determine what's happening on the inside of the body. So all of this nutrition and allied health sciences and anatomy and physiology led me to, I loved product. We had always had a thing for product in our family. And so we were always trying every product that was out there and imaginable. And I repped for a lot of different companies, but what I was finding is chemicals were causing problems and we were getting lots of returns. Now, Having said that, we also know in nature that there are some things that cause problems too with natural. So we need to be careful. Even, even with the cleanest of ingredients, sometimes somebody can have a reaction. Mm-hmm. So, so having said that, that's how I got started. That's incredible. So let me, let me pause there for a second because you have, I, mean, I don't know, we obviously can't count them here and you may not actually be able to count them yourself really quickly, but you have continuously throughout your whole life taken classes and programs that deliver certain certifications to you. So that's correct. Yes. So let me I ask nine, you this. nine different certifications. I have nine different certifications and, and okay. licenses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is this something that you planned in advance or did you just go, Oh, I got that one. And now I'm interested in this and I'm going to put all these together in a business. I mean, did this come as a part of a planned package for you or did it sort of unfold as you went along? No, I, I think that uh, there was sort of a marinating of sorts of, of all of this in my field because I had such a passion at a young age for uh, health food and, and I was really interested in organic and, and the difference between organic and natural. So I think as I went along, I'm, I'm a massive student. I'll always be the student, which I just love and I just keep on studying as I'm doing now. I'm still studying now <laughs> all these years later. So it was sort of an organic flow, pardon the pun, but that's how it all happened. And I just became more and more interested in these fields. So with all these certifications and all the services that you can provide, and some of which you do provide, which we'll actually get into later, you have always had an overriding passion for products. Like, so is that because you like to touch things? Is there a tactile thing there? Did you, do you like making things better than you like providing services? Like, where does that come from? How can you explain that? Well, I think it comes from uh, my mom and I. We every Friday we would go out and go to hit Bloomingdale's and all the all the counters with cosmetics, and we would try everything. It was just really uh, something that we did for fun. But more importantly, I became uh, very connected to scents, which led me into I'm also a certified aromatherapist as well. So I think the scent was the first thing, and then there, of course, was you mentioned the tactile. That was the, another great aspect to what it was that I was doing. And then, of course, ingredients and how were these things made? I was fascinated by it. I worked with a pharmacist who used to show me how to make rose water compounds for skin problems and all sorts of things. And that came at a very early age, too, as well. So we just kept on going. 
You nope. have an insatiable curiosity. That's what I it do. sounds like to me. It's I like do. you don't do. look at something and go, oh, that's nice. You look at something and go, what is that? How can, what does it do? How, do, how can I make it? <laughs> yeah. And, and what is really the efficacy of these products that we're using and why are we using them? And, and I think the great advantage of being an esthetician is that uh, you have that advantage of really knowing, A, a little bit about or a lot about between the different studies I've had of anatomy and physiology and really, what we put in our bodies and what we put on our bodies was going to make a big difference. So if we marry all of these things together, then we have a, a greater sum than its part. And I think that's the, the beauty of the type of work that I do with, with people. And so it's never too late. And to, outside. Yeah, never and it's too never late. too late to learn too more late. about that, is it? Never too late. Mm-mm. So Lisa, your, your business, Purely Lisa, makes one product. And I think this is so fascinating because we get to just like focus on like the one thing, like they always say, and I love this saying, <laughs> like the, the key to success is to always make the, make the main thing the main thing. And you have uh, definitely done that. So tell me, when did Purely Lisa start as a business that made the Pure Pits product that you make today? Okay. Well, I, I think... First and foremost, there's an old saying by Rumi, the Sufi poet, that says, let yourself be drawn by the stronger pull of what you really love. Mm. And so I loved making products. And this is how Pure Pits was formed. Seven years ago, I had a lot of women coming into my practice who were very hormonal and had a terrible body odor. And they kept saying, gosh, you do all this for your your face and my body and my skin. Can, Can you make a deodorant? Can you make something that works? And I said, you know what? Okay, okay, let me try. Let me try. So I went into my kitchen, which I always feel is where all great cosmetics are made, and I began to play around with different formulas, and I went on the internet, and nine months later, after being extremely diligent about how I wanted the product to work, and what were the components, and what was the efficacy of the whole product, I decided that, you know, Pure Pits needed to be born. So I took it to a certified, uh, USDA certified organic lab. And it took over a period of nine months. I was very particular about the scent and the smell and the concentration of it all. And that's how it was formed. So it was very important for me to create a product that was certified organic. Now, there's a a great difference there. Now, we do use baking soda. We can't call that organic because baking soda is something that's mined. And I think there's a big misnomer out there. It's baking powder that has the aluminum in it, not really necessarily baking soda. And so ours is is mined. But beyond that, the certified organic ingredients are really important because it's important to know what's in a label. You know, Mm -hmm. beware of the hidden dangers that are lurking in your personal care products. Because even though we're told that, oh, we only use a small little percent. Well, if that small percent of something like benzyl benzoate, polyquat 10, phenoxyethanol, uh, disodium EDTA, all of these things, even though there's small percentages in them, they still can migrate into our body because we are, the skin is the largest organ of the body. So there's a great distinction there in the difference between a label that's natural and a label that's versus certified organic. And also uh, that claim is heavy, heavily regulated by the USDA. Right, so let's talk quality. about that for a second because, yeah. um, well, let's go back for one second because you're talking about some things that are really interesting and there's a lot of very, very um, I guess, weighted discussions on all sides of these issues where ingredients are concerned. So I don't want to get too deeply into that. So, so that, so that we, we confuse anyone about all the different scientific studies, because we we don't have time to talk about all those. But what I do want to ask you is when you started 
playing around with different formulas to make your uh, deodorant product. Mm -hmm. Did you start off looking for organics or was that something that came later after you got a formula down? Like, how did you approach that? No, because uh, everything that I had do and I have done is either wildcrafted or certified organic. So this has been part of my practice and my nature and everything that I stand for, for probably only 30, 35 years now. So this is so fascinating to me because you are one of the only small indie makers of cosmetics that I know of that makes one product and one product only. Mm-hmm. And th- there's so much genius in that because obviously you're organically certified. Like that's takes a long time and it's not cheap. And so you have okay. to have the resources right. available to do it. And one of the ways I'm guessing you do that is by not making this and this and this and this, like you're not making everything you can make. Well, you're making the one thing as we talked earlier. So like, how well, did you I, decide yes. that? How did well, you, I think I, yeah. well, I knew I had a winner and I think that's what it was, is that ah, okay. the, the efficacy of the product became so great that I stepped into Whole Foods. I had de- developed a relationship with some of the folks at Whole Foods and I gave samples out to the body care buyers. And they but when flipped, you did that, like, did it. they ask you, like, what else do you have? Did they say, okay, they, they we have, can, yeah. they have. And I, I have some things that are in my, what I call under my lock and key, but I haven't produced them yet because mm-hmm. really, uh, besides one very, very near and dear uh, partner of mine that helps uh, behind, you know, with the face behind also Pure Pits, um, it's a lot of work just to do one product. It is. And if you're going to do one product, you need to do it really well. Mm-hmm. You need to take a look at, what everyone else is doing and do the opposite, which is exactly what I did. I went and studied and looked at all the deodorants. And so a lot of people ask the question, why is mine so small? I made it that way on purpose. And I made it that way on purpose because it's a concentrate. And it's travel and gym bag friendly. And it lasts for up to five, sometimes even six months for women. Now men, because of hair under their armpits, if they choose to have hair under the armpits, some, some men shave, some don't, then it won't last as long. So I knew I had a winner right at that point, and I wanted to stay with that and remain uh, very focused uh, with a razor-sharp vision on where did I want to take this product. So that's how I started it, and I started within Whole Foods, and I marketed within Whole Foods. I was one of the top 10 vendors in 2011. Your business brings together so many things that make a business work, like you've got the focus of the person behind the business, you have a product that is, um, you know, d- easy to duplicate, like, you know, it's the same formula over and over and over again. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. a small container, so it doesn't take up a lot of space. It's easy to ship. It doesn't take up space for you, and it doesn't take up space for your customer. I mean, there's just, and you, you know, I got one line sheet, one sales sheet. It's like with one thing on it, right? you know, right. one minimum order. And so, like, it's, Again, I just want to ask you is, I mean, do you have to resist the pull of, oh my gosh, look at that new ingredient and that new package. I I want to try it. Like, do you do that behind the scenes and just play knowing that you're going to stick with what works for you? Or do you, is that, is that something that you have to resist as a curious and creative person? Wow. I think I want to try this and put this out there too. Well, I, I can, I can answer sort of yes to both of it, but at the same time I have to rein myself back in because I took uh, a lot of pride in making this product and uh, I was very careful. And in fact, I've had its stability tested. I have BPA free packaging. So I really wanted to take the time to let this product get out there and build that brand and let the name get out there. And that's exactly what's happening now. Now we've been, you know, I've been seven years 
but it's still to me a cottage industry. So uh, it's my baby and I still really want to nurture it and get it into the right hands and, and let people really know about um, certified organic and really what that difference is. So I, I do resist to answer your question, but again, the, the focus really is on getting the brand out there and also Lisa. selling direct and also selling direct, which is what I've been doing off of my website. Well, that's my next question. So when you started, did you start off online? Oh, to, my dog is barking. So we're going to pause for a second here. So Lisa, that's my next question. Did you start off manufacturing with the idea of doing wholesale or online or both? Like has that evolved over time or did you know in advance which one you wanted to focus on most? Well, I knew that I was going to need to have a large springboard and what better place at the time would be Whole Foods. And so I was very fortunate there. So that was the way Pure Pits really got developed was through all the Whole Foods. And I think we're in close to 80. We just got into another uh, one yesterday. Mm-hmm. So from there, I also thought, you know, I'd really like to take this direct. I think that there is something to be said about direct sales. So that's what I'm working on very hard right now, which is why I've come up with these fun little videos that we're doing to get the brand out there. I think video is very important to use, uh, using the user-friendly content. Um, it, it seems that lots of times, uh, sometimes people don't have the time to read a blog. So what a beautiful way to get your product out there and have fun with it by doing a video. So I had both visions, but I first knew that I had to use someone that was much greater than myself to get the product out there. And that's exactly what I did. And then now we are wrapping back around and also having sales direct. Such a methodical approach. I'm so excited to see how it's worked for you. And I have to say too, it's been interesting for me to watch because you've been a member for a long time and all yeah. of a sudden, Lisa, and I follow, you know, I follow up what my indies do. I, for, and, and I think just over the last couple of months, you started showing up with these videos. And I think I even emailed you going, are these new or have I been missing them for all these years? So tell me about how that is happening for you. Like, were, were you, I know I talked to a lot of people who are like fearful of video. It doesn't sound like you were. It sounds like it just wasn't the right time. And now it is. That's right. Well, I also, I'm very lucky. I, I'm, I'm one of five siblings and I've got great brothers and sisters and all of them who are very talented in their fields. And one of them uh, was a producer and director for a number of years for HBO and, and a two-time Emmy winner. And uh, he Stephen helped me tremendously with video and kept saying, Lisa, you've got to do video. You've got to do video. And I said, well, okay, <laughs> so what do I do? He said, just go have fun with it. And so I think you've seen a few of them and that's what we're doing. We're just, we're just picking anybody. It could be anybody off the street that wants to engage in Pure Pits who knows a little bit about it. And I've given them some product and we just shoot a quick video off of an iPhone. It doesn't uh, have to be recently, fancy. You know, I'm so glad you said that. I was looking through your Instagram yesterday and there was your face. I think it's like a nine second video. Hi, I'm Lisa. I'm so excited. I have this deodorant. I can't wait to meet you. Bye. And I was like, that was just, I watched it like three times because here's what I got out of it. And I want to ask you about this too, because I want to get your, as a fairly new person to doing this, what your advice would be to others who are, you know, new to it and know they need to do it, but are avoiding it for some reason. The thing that was so fascinating to me and so drawing, I guess, was just that it was just you and you were being nice and there was no fancy set in the background. It's like you just picked up your phone where you were with your cup of tea in one hand and your phone in the other and were saying hi to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and I think that that's what's important in today's world. You know, we're in, we're in all in a very very fast paced, aren't we? And uh, I'm in the East Coast, which I think is even a little faster. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a beautiful way to get a message out, and it doesn't take long. It can take anywhere from 20 seconds. I think my longest one has been 37 seconds. And uh, we will continue to put those out. I also just had a whole flurry of what I call pure pit sightings with somebody with my product in Italy that put it at the Vatican and put it at the uh, the Arno River in Florence and. <laughs> So we're just taking it and having fun with it. And I think that's really important. You know, we tend to always get very serious about things. And so sometimes we have to lighten up. And for me, um, as you know, with all of my studies, I take things quite seriously. So it was fun to just lighten up a little bit and have fun with these videos. And that's what we're doing. And it's, it's working so far so good. And Lisa, isn't it interesting that we live in a world where our customers want to have an interesting Instagram feed too. So the picture of, you know, the Vatican where they're vacationing is made even better now because they can say, and here's my deodorant of choice at the Vatican where I'm vacationing. So, I mean, we have so many more opportunities to ask our customers to share their experience with our product because they have those tools at their fingertips. Whereas, you know, just three or four years ago, they didn't. And it was, it was just us trying to get out there and get out there and get out there. And now we have this lift that we can get easily from the people that we serve. Yeah. And I, and I think it becomes, uh, it is hard because we have a lot of trial and error with this. You know, I've tried all the Mm -hmm. SEOs. I've tried this. I've tried that. I've tried, you, you do end up spending a lot of money, but at the end of the day, um, I'm very interested in people's story and I'm very interested in helping to empower other people, men, women, whatever it is that they're doing. And I think that that's important too, is that it's not just about, well, yes, it's the product, but it's also the story. And I, I'm interested in how people did what they did. Well, and and so I, I think this is why we, when I, when I made pure pits and, um, you know, honestly, when I thought about it, I thought oh, I got a great product. And then I thought, oh yeah, I have to market it. How am I going to do that? <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because my first business was the same way. I had quit my job, opened a retail store, and I was driving up the road one day to go pick up some essential oil supplies from somewhere. And I looked out on the freeway and I went, how do I get these people into my store? <laughs> and of right. course, you know, by then, it's not the right time to ask that question. Um, but I'm glad, uh, you know, that I, um, you know, managed to get through it anyway. So Lisa, let's talk about this organic certification process. And then this mm-hmm. is quite an undertaking. And first, I want to know, like, you know, why was it so important to you to do it? And then if you could tell us basically, what your products had to go through in order to earn the USDA certification seal. Yeah, well, I think um, going back again as a, as a youngster um, and being an athlete, I was always really into uh, clean, clean and green. So that first and foremost was important to me. So when I formulated the product uh, and working with the lab, I realized, okay, what, you know, what do I need to do to execute these next steps? And of course, it was indeed uh, dealing with the USDA. Now, I, I wanna, I'm going to take a step forward first about something that just came up because I think it's really important and it was a great way and a great opportunity to engage with the USDA. Somebody uh, turned me in saying that I wasn't certified organic and reported me to the USDA, which was wonderful because it was a great opportunity to actually talk with the USDA and and talk with the the NOP and all of these different people down there to find out what happened in the database. So it was actually a blessing and it turned out that it was nothing but an update. they are trying very, very hard. There are very few field workers at the USDA right now, and they're trying very, very hard to help people really make that distinction. 
so that was the first thing that you know that that I thought of, and um, that's how Pure Pits was really born. Was that I knew I had to had to had to had to had. I mean, there was just no question in my mind that it needed to be certified organic. So here's so, let me pause here because you just said something that I just I love, and I want to emphasize is that, like most people would say, the worst thing in the world that could happen to me is I got reported for something that's not true, and you're like, it was the best thing ever, because. Yeah. Then I got to go actually meet the people that regulate me, maybe not in person, but certainly like on the phone or letters or what have you. I got to talk to them and I got access to them in a way that I wouldn't have had. And we found the problem and now they, now we have new relationships. Yes. And, and I got to learn more about them and what their struggles were mm. and really what it was that they were dealing with and offered my help in terms of maybe even sitting on a board with this because I think it's important. I think it's very, very important because what's happening is we're seeing a lot of the word natural. Now, mm -hmm. poison ivy is natural. doesn't mean that we want to put it on our skin. Right. Petroleum is natural. We could go on and on about different substances. But mm -hmm. when, you're, when you're thinking about a deodorant and when you're thinking about a highly lymphatic area such as the armpit, you want to be really careful that you're not allowing anything to migrate in through the lymphatic system. So you have to be very, very careful. And that's why... Uh, I think also, too, I, I had a mother that died of breast cancer when I was very young, when I was 26 years old, which, again, helped me really think about, wow, you know, how did that happen? Was it environmental? You know, was it diet? What, what happened there? And, and that was really important to me. And so that, that, again, that was all those years ago. That's when I really started with all of this. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so what's, having what's that opportunity was, was wonderful. And uh, I got to learn a lot about what's going on with the USDA. So to answer your question, you really, you have to send in your label. Uh, they have to approve it. They can say, nope, you can't say this. Now, on my label, as you notice, it will say purely natural deodorant at the top of the label because we can't call it certified organic or we can't say organic deodorant on the label. We have to say purely natural because baking soda isn't organic, is it? Right. So right. if you flip it around, you'll see that I have a seal from Clemson University, which is no easy. That's a big certifier. So that's who we went through. And that's the seal that I have. When you see the black and white seal, it's because 100% of the ingredients really are certified organic. So now they're going to take it a little bit 10 steps further and really start to regulate, which I think is going to be very important because you can say something is natural, and again, but we don't know how it's grown. Is it grown with chemical pesticides and herbicides? And then you see all these lovely flowery fragrances, and that's another thing. In the word fragrance, there could be up to 500 different chemicals, or it could be synthetic in this country, not in Europe. In Europe, that's, that's considered an essential oil. So, so Lisa, that I'm, was I'm, very looking, important. I'm looking for the USDA organic seal on the front of the You're, product. Is that you're going to see it on the back and you're not going to see USDA because we are certified by the United States Department of Agriculture, but it's, it's the green and white seal on the back and it says Clemson University certified by Clemson DPI. Okay. Okay. So, so it's, it's, there's, isn't there a different one for... Uh, there is for black and white, but we can't call it 100% certified oh, because we have baking soda. Got it, got it, got it. This is why how to read a label is, is really, <clears throat> excuse me, so important. So, it is. I like to say, really, it's pure, it's simple, it's safe. And so which ingredients would you like to wear? Something that just says it's natural or something that we know is certified organic and has been tested and has gone through um, all of the hoops and the measures that one needs to do in order to get your product out there. So if they don't like the way your label looks, they send it back. You have to reconfigure it. So on the front, we say purely natural deodorant, pure pit, super concentrated. And on the back, you have all the certified organic ingredients. And then you also have the seal. You also have that it's recyclable as well and BPA-free plastic. 
and this has also been stability tested for very, very high heat. So then when somebody takes this into uh, Nigeria, uh, the Far East, I mean, it's been all over the world, I get reports back that there was really very, very, very slight degradation, meaning mm -hmm. that it may have just gotten ever so slightly soft. And that was important to me too. So I had mm. to think about where is this product going? Right. It could right. be international. So lots of places. Yeah. Be, yes. Yes. So tell us a little bit, Lisa, about the certification that you have. Like, how is it, um, you mentioned Clemson. Can you tell us a little bit about that program and what they actually do there? Like, did they actually look, I guess they look at all your ingredients. They want to make sure that you're actually using organic ingredients in your product. Do they, do they actually get a copy of the product or do they oh, use yeah. it themselves? Oh, yeah. they, Tell us a little yes. bit more about that process. If well, you, you have to, first of all, whatever lab you're working with has to be certified uh, organic. So Clemson University is the actual um, certifier and it's down in uh, South Carolina. And so they're a very, very large, you know, public grant university and they are very big certifiers of organic products. So you have to send in, the, you have to work with your lab. You then have to, it was founded by the way in, in um, Gosh, I think it was back in 1889, Clemson University. And they're very big in agricultural forestry and all different types of life sciences. So it was very important for me to get that product there along with my lab. And then they have to send a copy of all of my ingredients. It has to be certified by the lab. The lab itself has to be certified organic, which it is, USDA. And then they certify the product. Now, again, you, you can't have the black and white seal on my product. Now, if I were to take the baking soda out and use something different, Eh, you know, maybe, but we wouldn't have the same efficacy. I so see. right now I'm, I'm leaving it as it is. But, you know, I love, I love what, you're, what you've done because you wanted something that would work, that would have the highest level of the certifications that were important to you and your customers. Yes. So you figured it out. Yes. And I, and I think you, you really, uh, when mapping out a product, the first thing you need to think about really is where is my passion? What is it that I want to deliver? How can I help? What is needed? And, and I, I certainly think deodorant is very well needed. You know, it's a very delicate subject, isn't it? Body odor. So we, we have to be careful when we're dealing with personal care products. So I, I think first comes the passion and then you have to really research what it is that you want to do with the product and where you want to take it and the type of regulations that are that it's going to go through and i think that's really important and that's why i like the usda because it is heavily regulated how important lisa i mean you've been in this industry for a long time how important do you think it is from a consumer perspective to have a certification that resonates with your customers associated with your products so i'm not i'm talking about organic in particular i just mean in general do you think that's important I, I do. I, I do. And I, and I think uh, you said the word resonate. And I think it, whatever you resonate with is certainly something that, you know, you, you have to have a passion for that. Does it matter to you? And it did matter to me. But it's also going to matter to other people because I love hearing stories that I've gotten from all over the world about why, you know, they've loved my deodorant and things that they've tried. And, and so people feel good about it. You want people to feel good about what it is that they're doing and what it is that they're using. And certainly with Pure Pit, so far so good. We, we have done just that. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more then about these videos and your marketing. Like, mm -hmm. I know you talked earlier about how, look, you know, we, we, we wanted to go into wholesale first so we could get some lift and, you know, other people could do some of the heavy lifting for us. 
Um, so t well, tell me this, then why, why do the retail sales at all? Well, retail sales, obviously, you're, you're, going, to, you're going to have double your, your margin there. And mm -hmm. also, I think you develop a, a better customer base because I am the face behind the product and I can answer any of the questions. Um, many times when your product is floating out there, you really don't know who's representing it. And many times they may not know the product. They may be new in a store and they look at the product and someone says, oh, hey, what did you know about this? I don't know. And then they try it and they don't like it. Well, maybe they don't like it because they didn't use it properly because it's such a heavily uh, deodorant concentrate. And so they really, they don't know that. And so they use the whole tube in a week. I mean, I've had that happen. So it's a lot. Fortunately too, again, this is how we learn. You know, we fall down and we get back up. So this is what's happened with uh, Pure Pits and formulating that is really, mm -hmm. have to think there's, there's many times where, you know, we get frustrated. Mm -hmm. That's totally normal. And on the other side of that, that entropy or, or that sloth or whatever word you want to use is, is really something else there that's great. And I, and I think that that's where how I've learned is I learned that social media is not a panacea for my product. It, it truly isn't. Um, it's a component and it needs to get out there. I also learned that SEOs, I've spent tons of money on SEOs that, that got us absolutely nowhere. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I think using uh, utilizing video is a great way to reach your base. And, um, so and leveraging yourself. Yes, and leveraging, you know, leveraging yourself so and, and your story. Say, yeah, I've heard so many people say, and nobody can tell your story. Like, Better you than can, yourself. You're the only person that can tell your story. Like your publicist can tell your story, and it's still a publicist telling your story. It's like right. when you're there, and it's so great too, because when you do it, people are seeing something that they will not see anywhere else. Like we can cut and paste your publicist story and use it for our own and change three words, right? But we can't duplicate your face and your smile. And you know, the, 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 the part of you that radiates from the inside out that comes through that camera, which is, I think one of the most powerful things that we as small business owners, has. It, 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 as you said, it's not a panacea, but it is a huge ground leveler. Oh, for sure. And again, it's a springboard and it's, and it's very important to get your message out there, whatever message it is that you want to uh, deliver to your clientele, to the public, to whomever. And I, I feel that for, for right now, and again, uh, using humor, humor, humor is really good, particularly when you're talking about a body care item that is personal, isn't it? Oh body odor goodness. is very personal. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, so comedy would, is always good for some fun, for some fun videos of um, people in certain moments in their lives when others recoil because there's a problem with the smell. <laughs> well, like, there was a very famous line, never, never, never let him see you sweat. I mean, that, there you know, go. Yeah. Right. So, so there, there's many ways uh, to, to really, to think about that and to approach that, that whole concept. And mm -hmm. again, it's a delicate one, isn't it? When you're dealing with personal care and I think mm -hmm. that, that there needs to be uh, also a, a respect. Mm -hmm or trying to conquer the worst of, of body odor, right, and it right, happens. Right, and making it funny as well. So how do you encourage your customers to like share a picture of, you know, your product in front of the Vatican or what have you? Do you like call them on the phone or do you... You well, I, some of them I just email, them or, <laughs> yeah, or sometimes they're just in here. They're in my practice, and they, hey, mm -hmm. I'm going. So I say, take you know pure pits with you, mm -hmm. and um, as you say, hashtag pack your pure pits. I, I think that's really how I pack your doing pits, it. like pack, pack your pits. Exactly. Hashtag yeah. pack your pits. Yeah. And so I, I really just um, 
I'm pretty bold that way. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. just step out and, and ask people. And I've developed those relationships mm-hmm. with people all, all these years in my personal mm-hmm. practice here in town, in the professional practice as well, I should say. And I think that that's really what I've been doing. And, and we're just, we're having a lot of fun and a lot of laughs. And that's welcome too. As I said, I think you need to use um, comedy. So in your business, I mean, we've talked about your products, obviously, but you have the service components of your business and you're able to have these multiple income streams, each of which leverages against the other so that you're able to continue to do what you love, make more money, have more fun, and everything sort of is integrated together. It is. And, and you asked the question earlier about, you know, did one thing, did I know I was going to go from one thing to the next? But the one thing that you just brought up a very good point was that uh, being a sole proprietor is, you're right. You know, what, what else can I do mm-hmm. to develop another type of in, income stream as I get older? As I said, I'll be 59. I'm still very young, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. And what else, right. And so what else can I do? So I just keep it open and keep it opening to that infinite possibility of learning. And uh, I think if you, if you stay open and you remain open and remain very inquisitive, as I am, a very curious, very curious child, and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm still curious, I still have that child in me. And I think that that's what makes it so important, too, is that you can continue to develop and just seek whatever it is that you desire. You know, I have a feeling that you, I, I picture you very busy, you're making your products. Do you have help, by the way, manufacturing your products, or do you make everything yourself? No, I, I, it's, it's made in a USDA certified organic lab. That was of the utmost importance. So it's okay. manufactured in a lab. It's sent to me. And then I do all of the air bills, all of the packaging, uh-huh. and mostly all of the marketing along, as I said, with a dear friend who has put her heart and soul into uh, my company. So I'm very, very oh, grateful. That's I'm very grateful for everyone right. uh, who has helped me, even, even the times and even the amount of monies that have been spent and mm-hmm. allocated for all of these different things, it was all good because this is how we found out what works, what doesn't work for my product. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't speak for other people. I can only speak for my product with some of the things I spoke about with SEOs and all of that, that it's not a panacea. Right, but you, but you, can, speak, but you can speak about the fact that you, there's a lot of trial and error here. Like I think I, I talk with a lot of people, and you probably do as well, new entrepreneurs who are looking for the system. Like, I like, and it take this step and do exactly what they did. It's going to work. And that's just not how it works. It's, it's, no, it's trial right. and error. Yeah, it is indeed. Yeah. indeed so so is. what advice do you give to a new entrepreneur, Lisa, who is, you know, you know, I mean, it's natural to kind of want to know what the system is. Cause you know, there's lots of business models out there. Like, you know, a lot of um, independent consulting opportunities, particularly for women where, you know, you get a big three ring binder and there's the system. And so I think people naturally kind of look for that. There's something to be said for that. But when you don't have that, Lisa, how do you adjust your mindset? How do you help young entrepreneurs adjust their mindset to it being okay for you not to know exactly what's going to happen next, but, you know, choose among the five or six options that you have, the one that looks like it's going to work and do it for a certain amount of time. I mean, how do you help people not feel like that's falling off a cliff? Hmm. Well, I think, you know, again, the very first thing is uh, the person, you have to have a passion for what it is that you do, no Mm -hmm. matter what that is. So Mm -hmm. your passion and your desire is going to come first. Your vision will come, mm-hmm. but it's not, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I've never seen anything really being produced and it became a slam dunk hit really, because there's always mm-hmm. some sort of uh, problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, e- yes. Even sometimes I, I look on, I tell people to watch Shark Tank. 
Ah, it's a great show. way. Good it's a show. great show. And it's a yeah. great way to find out, uh, you know, really what's, what's going on in the industry and what people are actually looking for. Right. Because sometimes you're better off just doing your own direct business. And sometimes mm-hmm. you're not. Sometimes you have something that can be on a large scale market and sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. So first, I think it begins with your passion. Second, it is always, in my estimation, going to be a trial and error. And first things, once you have that product, whatever it is that you make, spread it amongst your friends and your family. Mm-hmm. Go local. Start local. Because it, if you want to do it that way, then it becomes a grassroots effort. And there's nothing nothing wrong with grassroots. That's That's what we did. And I think that that's a great way to test whatever it is that you're doing and that you're trying to market out there, whether it be personal care or something else is go locally, use your contacts, mm-hmm. talk to everybody that you know, because somebody's going to know somebody that's going to know somebody that can actually help you. Lisa, you can go to, yeah, go ahead. You no, know, you can go to even your local chamber of commerce. There's all sorts of free uh, local business individuals who are there who are retired that you know that want to help that you know so that's another way too but it's important start locally yeah yeah that's such good advice what do you see on the horizon lisa for entrepreneurs who are you know making products on a small scale and and having all these different options in terms of where to sell them because you know you talked about wholesale you talked about your website we obviously have you know, Amazon, we have collaborative subscription box kind of opportunities. What, what, what do you see and what words of encouragement can you offer for the future for people who are just getting started today? Uh, you know, I, I see you just made some good points too. But I, I think everything has um, developed into such a mass scale with Amazon now buying Whole Foods and sort of uh, taking over. Uh, I think it's important to really think about going direct and selling your product directly from a website. I Why think is that, that that's really going to be key. Well, again, because on that website, you're going to get the actual, the person, the manufacturer, the story. Mm-hmm. And people really do want, uh, they want truth. They want to know, particularly if you're dealing with something in certified organic, they want to know. Mm-hmm. They want to know really what it is that you did, how you did it. And then they also have a faith and a trust in you. Uh, as you know, when you go on some of these bigger websites, whether it be Amazon, Vitacost, any one of them, you don't really know how long has that product been sitting there in a warehouse? Who's behind that product? You know, has, has there, there's been uh, multiple problems with um, people putting up things that are their so-called somebody else's brand on Amazon. I just read a whole article about that too. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's important to even to try and go direct because I think that's going to be a, a wave of the future. Lisa, you have uh, so much experience and so much wisdom and so much passion. And, you know, I almost feel like blinders. I mean, it's like, cause I've known you for such a long time. I know, and I know. Our conversations have been so short until here recently. Yes. You know, actually, now that I say that, Lisa, that's really making the point that you're making about the personal touch that these videos and the social media brings about because while I always knew you had an awesome product, I've even tried it before you started doing all this stuff. Like I, I know it works and I've used it. So um, as you were kind enough to send me some, so it does work and it's great guys. But here, here's the thing that, um, that stands out to me is that for all the years that we've been acquainted, the, the thing that brought about the opportunity for us to get to know each other better is a podcast, which is virtual, Um, your videos, which just started populating my Facebook feed all of a sudden, 
right? Because I hadn't seen them. Facebook decided I needed to see them and it was right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just me saying, you know, why is she showing up all of a sudden? Have I been missing this or is she doing something different? So my curiosity took me over there and I was like, this is new. I got to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And that's how it happened. So it's almost like the same journey that a customer goes on when you show up. It's like, yeah. why is she showing up? I better go check it out, right? Well, we're always, we're always learning. I'm always learning. And um, it was the old saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So uh, clearly for me, um, again, tr- that's why I think trial and error is so important. This mm-hmm. is how we learn. And this mm-hmm. is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. So I would also say to people is, go ahead, get frustrated. Get angry. I got angry, actually, when the USDA contacted me. I thought, how dare somebody? Re- I, I am certified organic, and it was a great opportunity. Right. <clears throat> so having said all of that, um, this is the way life works sometimes, mm-hmm. and, and this mm-hmm. is the way we develop, and this is the way we learn, and it's, and it's all for the greater good, I, I think. And this is the way I, this is my um, feeling on all of it. Well, and it's, it's definitely so inspirational, and it, it works. Uh, thank you. Um, so everyone, it's uh, purelylisa.com, which will take you to purepits, P-I-T-Z.com, where you can watch a video and you can purchase these products direct, right? Or in yes. select some Whole Foods around the country, if you go there, look for Pure Pits on the shelf. Uh, if you live in and around Greenwich, Connecticut, Lisa offers different services and you can find out more about those at Lisa winsalvatory.com. I'm going to spell that for everyone. Okay, Lisa, why don't you do that? Sure. It's, and also I'm just going to say they can just go to purepits.com, P-U-R-E-P-I-T-Z.com. Okay. All right, I don't even, purely Lisa will lead you there, but a more direct right. way is just purepits.com where, where we do have a uh, three-pack special and we also sell a singular oh. and you get to learn a little bit about um, some of the other work I'm going to be doing, which will be up there, which is making formulas for the wounded elephants of India. And oh, I'm wow. going to be heading over to India in January. So I'm a big Oh, how um, exciting. Making uh, what? Oh, my gosh. Yes. A whole and other so, podcast on yeah, the horizon. Yeah, well, we can do that, too. But yes. at any rate, um, LisaWinSalvatore.com would be L-I-S as in Sam A, and then Win W-Y as in yellow, N-N-E, Salvatore, S-A-L, V as in Victor, A-T-O-R-E.com, LisaWinSalvatore.com. And Lisa, from time to time, I think you mentioned that you're, you're open to offering, you know, some consulting services for people or helping sure. them kind of, and the way to get in touch with you if we'd like to purchase one of those is? It's just purelylisa at gmail.com. Okay, purelylisa at gmail.com. It's easy to get in touch with her, guys. Um, if you can't remember anything else, just remember purepits, P-I-T-Z dot com, and that, that will get you to her. And oh, Lisa, goodness, this was such... A wonderful show. I'm so excited that you um, have shared your journey in a way that, you know, people can pick and choose a lot of, of elements of what you've done and apply it to their businesses. And that's really what, what we try to do here at the Indie Business Podcast is to tell the stories that help other people see what can work, what is possible, and then try it for themselves. Uh, watching you, of course, as the guiding light and the results that they can uh, potentially look to hope to receive as well. Well, thank you so much. And I, I want to take a moment to thank you for the incredible community and service that you have offered at a time where, you know, you, you asked the question, how did I do some of the things I do? If it wasn't for indie beauty business, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known what to do. Like, how am I going to insure my, my product? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and how am I going to find some more resources and who am I going to talk to? So, 
uh, providing the community that you have has just been invaluable and uh, you're such a pioneer yourself. So thank you and I'm, I'm very grateful for this time together here. Oh, and I'm happy to talk excited. to anyone and everyone. <laughs> yes, talk to Lisa. We're, we're obviously very excited to have you here as a member Thank of you. the Business Network, Lisa. We'll be talking to you soon. In the meantime, I, I hope you have a safe trip to India in a few months if we don't talk to you. And we'll love to hear how yes. the work goes with the uh, ointments and things that you make for those beautiful, majestic animals. Yes, yes, you will indeed. Thank you so much, Donna. All right. Thank you, Lisa. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Lisa Wynn Salvatore of Purely Lisa in Greenwich, Connecticut. Let's review some of the tips Lisa shared in this episode. One, find the intersection of your passion and what resonates with your customers. Lisa says that there's no way to be a success at anything if you're not wholly passionate about it. She has combined who she is as a person with a desire to create a product that people can purchase and use over and over again. Lisa has also built numerous manufacturing efficiencies into her business. Find those wherever you can in your business too. Number two, earn a certification that is important to your customers. If something is important to them, there is probably a meaningful certification for it. Seek those out and see if one of them could complement your brand message and increase consumer trust as you market your products. And thirdly, sell directly to your customers to tell your story. While Lisa says that wholesale is a big part of her business, she is boosting her online direct-to-consumer sales because it's the only way she feels she can really stand out in a crowded market these days and tell her story. After spending a lot of money on things like search engine optimization services and getting practically no return, Lisa says that using video on Facebook and Instagram is one of the best ways she makes trustworthy connections with her customers. Well, if you are inspired by this episode, be sure to share it with someone you know and help spread the word. This podcast is all about you and the indie business revolution because you are breaking the mold of traditional entrepreneurship and creating success on your own terms. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. You can catch every episode on iTunes and Stitcher or your favorite podcast streaming app. And of course, you can always find all of my episodes at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash podcast archive. And if you're listening on iTunes, won't you do me the favor of rating this podcast? It helps me so much to know that you are appreciating the amazing people and stories that I feature for you here. You can also share episodes from my blog at IndieBusinessNetwork.com to your favorite social media outlets. I will see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love.